Welcome to the Lifebox Media Channel Radio Podcast. It's my esteemed pleasure today to have on actress, entertainer, singer, Rebecca Holden. How are you today? Hello. Good morning. I'm doing great. Thank you. Thank you so much for How coming How are you? On. Very good. During thank these you. crazy times. <laughs> Very good. Thank you so much. Thank you for taking the time to come on today, Rebecca. I really appreciate it. Yeah, these crazy times. How you holding up? How you hunkering down and all those good things? Well, I'm I'm still working a lot and a lot of projects and doing a lot of interviews like this one for um, some projects that are coming out as well as developing a few um, film projects and and uh, keeping busy as ever. It's it's sad though because so many of my friends, um, you know, people are feeling a little down and isolated these days, and so um, music has always been my go-to, and I still do all the music for my church and. And uh, music is an uplifter of the spirit, as they say. So we're we're all hoping that this can be over, you know, soon, so that everybody can get back together again and visit and socialize. You know, that's that's what people are about: is relationships and friendships and and family. Absolutely, I totally agree. From your lips to God's ears, please. Um, you know, but you know, and it's funny you talk about singing because people. People a lot of times remember you for so many iconic roles on television and everything else, but you are an accomplished singer. Well, music has been a part of my life since I was a very little girl. I started piano, I think, when I was seven. My mother had a nursery school and kindergarten, and we all had, had lots of music there, and I was a song leader, and then I was in all the... The, the musicals, played piano for the choirs as well as sang in them, uh, was in all the musical productions, and then uh, well, during, during the South in, in Tennessee, I, uh, I uh, had a record deal on Curb Records there in Nashville. Uh, when I was in high school, I did the uh, Six Flags Over Texas shows, all the live shows there, productions, and, and I continued to, to study voice and piano in New York. And with a privately with the teacher from Juilliard, and it was in New York that I was discovered by an agent put under contract as the Brett girl for Brett Shampoo, and I led lots of other commercials, Ivory Soap, Dentine, and Chevrolet, and Kellogg's, and so on, and Aaron Spelling, the very prolific television producer in Los Angeles, uh, saw one of my commercials that aired on the Super Bowl, and my agent sent me out to the West Coast, and television just opened their doors to me, and, which is a true blessing, and my life sort of took a different turn than I had ever anticipated into acting and so on, but um, music has always been um, a real foundation for me. Uh, I think they say music picks up where words leave off. You know, it's, uh, it's an encourager and an inspirer, uh, a source of inspiration for for, uh, for us all. And uh, I, I think I still go to that even in my private life. I, I play piano and, and sing every day. There's, there's just something about music that connects connects you with yourself, connects you with uh, others, connects you with God. Um, that's why God gave us music, I think, uh, because it, it, it speaks where, it speaks to our hearts, you know? So yes, music has, has always been a part of my life. Uh, I still sing for a lot of uh, charity events, and well, there, there aren't any right now. Right, <laughs> Everything has yeah. been shut down. But uh, I did continue to sing for a lot of things, sing the national anthem for a lot of sporting events and uh, things, even 
you know, during all the acting. But my my life sort of in a career way t- did take that that turn, which opened up a, a lot of new wonderful experiences and uh, traveling around the world and meeting lots of wonderful people, which is what life is about. You know, I'll tell you what, it, 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 it's funny you know, sometimes how past change like that, but did you, who did you look up for when you, when you were starting off and you were younger, did you think about being in show business because you were already performing at church and, and, and school and everything? Is that what your, your dreams were? Actually, as a little girl growing up in Texas, that wasn't even in my purview. I loved music for the music itself. It never occurred to me uh, that I would ever have a life uh, as a as a career other than being a music teacher or being a school teacher. <laughs> um, <laughs> A life in front of the camera never even crossed my mind. That was uh, not something I ever even thought about, really. So my life um, had doors open to me that were unexpected. Uh, and I feel very, very blessed to have had the, the career and the uh, experiences that I've had. You, yeah, you, you talk about that. Who were some of your influences growing up music-wise? Who did you look up for and just say, oh, man, if I was going to sing, that's who I want to do? Well, uh, I, I always love the voices of, of Karen Carpenter oh, yeah. and Linda Ronstadt. And I think I admired Linda because she could sing almost any genre. She could sing the phone you, book, I mean. <laughs> yeah. Even the big band sings. She did, she did a Spanish album. I mean, she really um, could cross all lines. She could sing country as well as pop, as well as rock and roll. Um and so that's been interesting on the, the my latest album. I uh, have sung with some of the big icons um, from Engelbert Humperdinck to John Cicada and uh, Gary Puckett and Lil Anthony and Howard Hewitt, who, you know, uh, Babyface called him the voice. And so m- marvelous voices and, and singing different genres and... Uh, creating the vocal arrangements to uh, match my voice with with each different style of, of singer. And so that's been fun. But yeah, I sang country and classical. Uh, I was a music major in, in college, so uh, you don't really major in pop or country music. <laughs> you, you study classical and, you know, sing Italian arias and French art songs and German leader. And uh, that that classical training, I think, has stood me well through performing on the road because if your technique is solid, um, then you can endure the, the rigors of the road, so to speak, and, and, and keep your voice. Uh, and then you, you sort of change the, the style according to each genre. Of course, you're not going to sing in a classical style if you're singing country music. So the style changes, but that basic solid foundation uh, is something that kind of is your rock <laughs> to cling right. to. And of course, you know, setting music and, and uh, the you know, music theory uh, allows you to uh, transpose songs into the proper keys and, and, and arrange and, and you know, of course, I can accompany myself on the piano, which is nice, and especially during these times when, at church. We don't have um, our regular pianist or anyone there, so uh, it's kind of I just go in on, on Saturdays on the weekend and record some songs for our online services, and 
I think we had one day of services, and then they locked us all down again here in California. How are things going in Nashville in that regard? Well, my dear, I mean, you know, kind of the same thing. We were up from, we were closed down, and it was working great. We opened up for a while, and yeah, wear your mask, please, people. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, but so basically the same thing, and I know Nashville's near and dear to you. I know you've got family here and stuff, and uh, yeah. it's really great. So, you know, we're all we're all trying. It's a great town. Are you from there? Did you live there all your life? No. Remember, I'm a San Antonio boy originally. I'm a Texas boy. You know, You're Texas, Texas too. That's, yeah, that's right. right. That's right. We yeah. stick together. Yeah, that, that's right, girl. You know, I mean, let me and let me tell you something. One of the most welcoming people. You know, people forget, you know, and, I, and you and I talked about it, that I did Night Rider way back several times as a young guy, oh and, 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 you know, and very welcoming crew, by the way, and really appreciated that. You were always very welcoming to anywhere I've seen you and everything else. So I just wanted to pass that along to you as a as a personal note. Aww, you're, always that, one, you're always one of those that's people. That's so nice very to welcoming. hear. It was a nice crew, wasn't it? Oh, it was a fantastic crew. I mean, you know, yeah. with one guy going on, it can be very intimidating, you know, to go onto a set, you know, and work with, you know, work with people. And sure. So it was very, very appreciative. But I mean, and when it, when things flip, and when it, you're when you're working on a show like that over a long period of time, it becomes sort of like a family. Uh, and I've and I had that wonderful experience. I've also had like like you did. I worked on many st- shows as a guest star. And you walk on the set, and you can tell instantly the first day you walk on the set whether it's a happy set or not. Because <laughs> um, you're sort icicles. of walking into a, an environment. <laughs> yeah, if there's icicles and it's a refrigerator, it can be a long day at the office. <laughs> but it wasn't that I've case. Been, I've really been cool. very lucky that I've had a lot of wonderful experiences. But, but you know, I mean, every every working set uh, is their, their own unit and has their own uniqueness. So uh, as a guest star, you have to walk in and you have to adapt into whatever situation it is. And and it's always a challenge working with new people and new new directors and uh, getting into their their style of working, so to speak. So I can understand how you felt. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Exactly. And now as far and it's funny, I'm going to I'm going to bring up a little tidbit here. Your Knight Rider thing. Is it true that you're the only other person besides David Hasselhoff that drove Kit? Well, I I think so. Uh, I I think I'm the only female that ever drove Ken. I'm trying to think if on any other seasons anybody did. But I um That's what the internet says, so you know it kinda happens. It, it, it's probably <laughs> true. The internet never lies, does it? <laughs> but I do remember um that that day and of course um when driving on set is very different than, than driving in normal life. life. You know, you're, 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 you're trying to stay in camera range and, and hit the mark with the car. And, and um, you know, when the, when the director yells action, you know, that's all you're focused on. And, and it wasn't until after he said cut and I was walking back to my dressing room and, and I thought, Hey, that was a pretty historical moment. <laughs> I, that's that's one of the pin notes out there about the show is that you're the only person that's besides David Hasselhoff that drove Kit. So I was like, you yeah. know, hey, look, I didn't know this, and I watched the show and was on the show, and and I'm like, wait a minute here. Well, you know what? 
I might as well might as well ask you why I got you on. You know, I mean. Yeah. Well, mainly I was taking care of him all the time. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and, and you know, um, Bill Daniels, who did Kiss Voice, was never on set with us. He right. always did the the voiceover. He had the best job in show business. <laughs> and he didn't have to go through hair and makeup and wardrobe and uh, he just showed up, you know, like a half an hour each week just in the looping room and just put his voice down. So we did not have him on set with us. And his lines were just read by a script girl sort of in a, in a monotone and um, we had to imagine how Bill uh, would say the lines. He had such charm and humor, you know, that dry right. wit. And and uh, and react uh, uh, accordingly, but uh, a lot of fun times on that set. Abs- a lot absolutely, of fun times. and you've done some of the most. I mean, you know, remarkable shows on TV. From you know, like you said, guest starring in everything from Three's Company. I mean, you know, to Barney Miller. I didn't know you were on Barney Miller. That was really cool because I love that cast, and and, and I and I, I knew a couple they of them. They were so, great. You know, yeah, I love doing the sitcoms. Comedy has always been a favorite for me. And I, I have to think that it, it has something to do with the timing because it's funny when the when the line lands at a certain place. It's like the ba-boom. You know, the, <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. It's just in your head, but it, it's a musical thing. And that's where the humor comes from. And so I think maybe that's why my little knack for comedy kind of, um, you know, came into play, but I, I loved doing the sitcoms. And you did them, uh, well, Barney was different. Barney, we did like a full camera shoot um, without an audience, but most of the sitcoms were done uh, in front of a live audience, so you rehearsed it like a play, you did your blocking and all that right. during the week, and then, and then we shot it in front of a live audience, and they would turn the crowd for the second audience so that you weren't that that audience wasn't hearing the the lines for a second time. Right. So you had a new new audience and new laughter. Um, but Barney, Danny Arnold came back to direct my episode, who was the original, you know, creator and all of the show. So um and he was a perfectionist and I was told that he had in front of the live audiences he the audiences would be there for so long <laughs> that they finally gave up doing uh, doing it with a live audience. So when I did the show, um, yeah, we we didn't have an audience. And but those guys, oh, those guys, they were wonderful. Ron Glass, and they were. I I remember sitting waiting while we were um, waiting for another thing to be done, and they were just naturally funny. We laughed all day long. It I was love a, that. It was a real, and then a lot of the same guys were uh, did Night Court. Right, uh, right, right, right. Yeah, and and I loved doing that show. In fact, they asked me to do a second one that Harry Anderson was going to direct, and I was already booked on something else. I couldn't do it, but I would have loved to. That was a really fun show. Really? Yeah, I, see, I, I never had, you know, comedies. I, I'm, I'm, I can be funny off the set. <laughs> you know? <laughs> But, but I mean, that's the funny thing of that. But I mean, so is, is that one of those things that you still even like to do now? Yeah, I, I don't think they're doing too many sitcoms anymore, but I, I love it. I love it. I wish they would. Uh, yeah. That's, and I, I mean, I, I still love, you know, the, when you see the old reruns of um, the Dick Van Dyke show and I Love Lucy and all of those, it's funny, uh, I... I read a biography of, of Lucy where she said she didn't think funny. She said, you give me good lines, I can act funny. 
and that was her forte. She could take them and run with them. That that's a, that's a that's a that's a cool uh, thought of that. You know, I mean, I, I think just timing's just magical on that idea of things, and sometimes it just pop pops in there like such, and then all of a sudden it is. But it's a true talent to be a comedic actor. Well, it's it's a lot of fun, and you have a lot of fun doing it, <laughs> and and you have to be quick and flexible because many times the writers will be on the set, and a, a line just isn't working, and the writer they'll ask the writers right there, give give us something else, and so you have to be a quick study, and and like I say, flexible. Right, right. And That's a great lesson. <laughs> That's a great lesson for all those all those young actors out there, or those actors are maybe just looking for the uh, extra uh, edge on something. That's a that's a great lesson right there. I appreciate you sharing that um, as well. Well, I can tell you something else along those same lines. Many times I would get in the makeup chair at five in the morning on Night Rider, and I would get a whole new set of pages because whatever they had worked out for Kit to be able to do. The prop guy wasn't able to make it happen. <laughs> so you know, they, they invented all of these various gadgets and so on, you know, and then, and and they made up these long technical names that, you know, they were fictional. So you might get a whole new set of pages with a whole different uh, avenue for for kids to be doing that day with a new gadget and new new words and you'll get all new lines to memorize in the makeup chair and be ready to set. So um, being a quick study does help. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then there's technical things happen. Matter of fact, we're having a little bit of storms here. If I lose you, please just know I didn't hang up on you. <laughs> okay. You know. It happens in this technical world we live in. Right. Exactly. Um, because it's been so great to have you on. Um, but okay. So anyway, so what are you working on right now? I mean, obviously, I mean, uh, uh, Robert Goodwin introduced me to you and you're looking at working in a future part of Bucks of America. Which, which is a really cool yes, project. And that's, that's a wonderful project. I haven't seen the final script yet, but they've asked me to play uh, Mercy Otis Warren. You know, the Bucks of America is about the, the blacks who were in, um, in the Revolutionary War. Great historical film and, and bringing to light, you know, a, a lot of our history that people might be unaware of. And, but Mercy uh, Warren was uh, a political writer. She was a propagandist. Uh, she would write uh, poems and, and plays uh, that attacked the royal authority that they in Massachusetts. And, um, and she encouraged, you know, the resistance against the British. And uh, she actually published her things under her own name, which was uh, sort of unknown at the time right. for a woman to do so. And then she actually wrote... Um, the first history of the American Revolution that was authored by a woman. Uh, it's called The History of the Rise, Progress, and Termination of the American Revolution. So she, she's, she's quite a feminist for her day. I love she's that. An educated woman. So it's, it'll be a, a fun role to uh, continue to research and, and to play. So, and, and I really look, look forward to, to working with Robert. He's a wonderful, wonderful guy and very talented. And I just give him such enormous credit for all the research that he's had to do uh, because he, he's taken great uh, pains and very meticulous to research the history because the authenticity 
and the accuracy is very, very important to him. And uh, I just give him kudos for that, and I applaud him for the tremendous effort it takes to bring a project together of such magnitude. Absolutely, definitely, for sure. And what else do you have coming up, Rebecca? Well, I just finished a faith-based movie called Canaan Land. It's in post-production right now. Uh, in fact, I'm doing a, a long uh, interview for it that is taping a promotional thing. Uh, day after tomorrow, I'm uh, filming all around Hollywood at the different uh, locations where the film takes place. Uh, but I play an evangelist and a gospel singer, and uh, it kind of exposes the, the frauds in the church. Um, uh, this guy who, you know, is all about the money, and Sarah, Sunday, who is my character, is pure of heart, and so there's uh, conflict there when they uh, come together. So, uh, uh, I'm, they, they actually did a uh, novel, novella of it right now, uh, since the COVID hit, and uh, post-production was shut down, and some things they wanted to shoot, so uh, they've done a book called Kings and Land. I think you can find it on Amazon. And it's sort of, um, it's a pre-promotion <laughs> for for the, the movie itself. So I'm excited about that. And I have another faith-based project that is in development right now. And they've written a wonderful role for me as the uh, wife of a pastor who was murdered. And then all the the things that take place in church after he's, he's, he's gone and uh, new uh, young pastor comes in, a, a black rapper who's also a, a pastor. It's, it's a wonderful story. It brings life back into the church and it's uh, a lot of music and wow, so that'll be really a fun project. And I'm, I'm producing it with uh, my fellow producers and we're very very enthusiastic about this one. So, yeah. lots of stuff still going on, even though you know life seems to be at a standstill and production seems to be at a standstill. <laughs> right. But, uh, we we keep on plugging. <laughs> a- absolutely, and you'll and you'll come back on the show to uh, talk about it when it's more into fruition. I would absolutely love to do that. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much on that part. Now, now, where can everybody find you? Where can all your fans find you on social media? Uh, I have a Facebook account, and um, my website is www.rebeccaholden.com. On social media. Uh, I have a Facebook account, and um, my website is www.rebeccaholden.com. And you can write me at, at the website. Rebecca at com. It, it is such a pleasure to have you on. I'm afraid I'm going to lose you here because power is blinking on and off. And, and Oh, my uh, goodness. <laughs> well, don't get caught in the storm. Stay safe. You know, I, I appreciate you coming on, and, and I apologize for being a little shorter than normal, Rebecca, because you're a wonderful Not guest. Not a problem at all. We have all the time in the future to visit again. I I appreciate you. Thank you so much for coming on. Ladies and gentlemen, please check out Miss Rebecca Holding everywhere. She's absolutely fantastic and a really, really nice lady at that, too, besides being a talented actress and singer. 
And it's been a sweetheart. Thank you. True pleasure for having you on. And oh, I can't wait to see you in person again. And then we'll sit down and we'll have a meal or something. So it's a pleasure because Let's do that. that that's for sure. I look forward to it. Thank okay, you so much, ma'am. You have a wonderful well. day. Thank you. Take care. Bye.